Hello, folks, and welcome to the post-Super Bowl Vikings Territory Breakdown with myself, Joe Oberly from VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTSD.com and Mark Craig from Star Tribune and StarTribune.com, the NFL insider, the Hall of Fame voter, the end of the awards voter. We'll, we'll get to all that after a little bit. But first, I want to talk about the Super Bowl we had just two days ago. Mark, uh, quite a game. I think it was all everything cracked up to be you had two teams that were looking to be pretty even going in and a game could have gone either way. And it did. It went first half. It went to Philly and the second half it went to uh, Kansas city and, and the last few minutes went to the ref and then uh, the game was over. So what did you think? I thought, it, I thought it was wildly entertaining. So it was fun. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I, uh, I think you were you were saying at halftime that the, it's over for the Chiefs. I mean, that's yep. not with Patrick Mahomes and that group. Um, the, the what I would have done if if uh, unless I, my ballot, if I was sitting in the press box and I was, I was part of the voting, I would have split my ballot into five partial parts and given it to the the uh, Chiefs' offensive line. What the Chiefs did on the offensive line, particularly in the second half, and once they were able to get the ball, you know, Philly Philly did a great job of keeping the ball away from them with these longs. It's like, one was a 17 play drive, but um, I picked the Eagles. I thought that, like, I think a majority of people did, even though it was a one and a half point spread. Well, I think everyone kind of picked the Eagles. Not me. I thought you did. I thought we both picked them. No, um, I picked KC, baby. You owe me another beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. I mean, I, I like the fact that, um, that you know they're, they're facing one of the, the best pass rushes that you that the league's seen in, in ever, and uh, they you know they Holmes uh, wasn't hit, wasn't sacked, only a few hurries. Uh, so yeah, I was a, uh, I really liked the game, uh, the commercials. You know, I'm kind of new or uh, being reintroduced because I'm not. Uh, last two years I haven't covered the game either virtually or in person. I think I was in person for 18 years or whatever. Um, so I'm I'm looking at these commercials again and I. I I'm not seeing a big deal with these commercials. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pay seven, seven and a half million dollars period to do it next year. Joe. So. That's a good thing. I know. I, I, uh, I thought going in that uh, things that would make a difference for me, I was afraid of the defensive line of the pack or the Packers, the, uh, the Eagles, but I thought, you know, uh, going into the game, Mahomes was healthy. So that was going to mitigate some things. He would be able to move. He was healthier. And uh, that's why I was afraid that it was over when he went down. But I thought, you know, Andy Reid as coach, uh, the team, the 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 Eagles, and not the Eagles, the Chiefs had been to the AFC Championship last five years. They've been to this is their third Super Bowl, and meanwhile, the Eagles had only seven guys returning from their 2017 Super Bowl team. So I thought, okay, there's a little more experience here with with the Chiefs. I went with the Chiefs. And uh, I, I was I was concerned when 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 he went down he limped off the sideline and you said that he was faking and I just said I thought not faking had, not not faking he's it hamming up. it up playing he's, it he's up. hamming it up and I said I thought they had pretty good drugs in the K- Kansas City locker room because he came out and looked no worse for wear in the All second right. half. All but, right, where's uh, my where's my challenge flag, Joe? Because I I think you picked them because I went first last week. We had nothing else on the line. I took the I took the Eagles. And you said, "Oh, I'll take the Chiefs." I, uh, I, we gotta, we gotta run the. Well, you can the go team. back. You can go back. Now, now you, now you're going back five years in their history, and then and this, and they had the experience. 
Da, da, da. See what this says right here at the bottom. This is my sheet from last yeah. week. Yeah, you picked where all the questions. There's the prediction segment, and it says KC. I wrote it down yeah. and I pointed uh, to you. I'm speaking KC. I can't stand the Eagles fans. I don't well, like I, the Eagles fans. I'm not a fan of the Eagles fans. I would not cheer for the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. And besides, you know, Andy Reid's a good dude. Now, you know, the other oh, guy I didn't, I didn't cheer for. I, I told you, I picked. I told you last week, I picked the Eagles, but I wanted Andy Reid to win because I, you know, I love, I love the, the Andy, what he's done. Uh, gosh, you know, the fact that he hasn't been coach of the year in Kansas City and what he's done with that. That, and that was a two and fourteen team that was a complete disaster, a laughing stock, and and yeah. they're you know they're a model franchise now. And uh, you look at what they did. That you know. Unlike the Rams, they didn't mortgage their future. They they got Patrick Mahomes, and yeah. they got a the best rookie draft class in in the in the in the league. And so they're still there. I mean, they are um, they they are still. I love the I love the fact. Also, I, I would have hated what what everyone would be now would be saying about Andy Reid had he lost. Oh, yeah. he's you know he's overrated. Oh, he'll yeah, never, he'll never do him, this. He'll never do that. You picked him. Yeah, you picked so. in the paper, and you picked him here, and I did pick KC. Oh, I could, I picked him. You know. Like I do with the Vikings, I don't care. I mean, honestly, right. I, you know, but my when I when I when I tell not. people I'm not a fan of the Vikings, I'm not a fan. I'm an interested, you know, reporter that covers the team. If people just that that just doesn't compute right. anymore. No, I, I get it, but you know, you're you're talking about me, and and you got it wrong because we can we can run back the tape. We have that, you know, uh, Mike Mike Walden behind, you know, uh, producing. He'll 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 run yeah. the tape for you, Mark. Just go. These are long them. enough as they are, Joe. Let's I, just, I can't let's plow, let's plow stand. forward. I can't stand uh, the way the Philadelphia fans are. And so I, I, you know, I, like I said, I didn't, I thought the defensive line would be difficult. I thought Hertz would, I thought they'd figure out a way to contain him. And it took him a whole half to figure that out. Um, talking about the quarterbacks, two really good quarterbacks there. And, and, you know, both played very well and they, Mahomes got the MVP and people are saying you could make a case for uh Hurts to get it because they got three touchdowns, but I would say, well, you know, he had, he had four, he had four touchdowns. Well, I mean, three four. rushing. I'm sorry, three rushing. No, no, well, one for he had one for Kansas City. Yeah, that's true. Yes, and I, I thought that hurts him, and I thought the fact that you know, I mean, uh, I was just at the chiropractor talking to my chiropractor about this, but uh, you know, the whole pushing the guy into the end zone. I mean, how much is that just uh, him taking the snap and falling forward and let someone push him in? I know. Uh, Hertz has got really strong legs, blah, blah, blah. So I, I don't, I don't lay that much credit to him to taking in a one inch, you know, a one yard touchdown. He could have given it to anybody and they could have pushed him in. But um, do you think you'll see that, that rule change next year when, with all this going on this year where they got people pushing people in? I mean, in our day, when we were younger, you were never allowed to do that. Well, uh, was it Jimmy Johnson? Someone, somebody put attached the year to that. Um, like 2006. Yeah, I think is when they changed. I'm not sure why they did. Um, you know, to me, I, it's probably not. It's probably a rule that shouldn't be in place. But, but I, in saying that, the Eagles are good at it, or they're great at it. Yep. But if you if you look at at that interior offensive line, I don't know sometimes that they even need to push the guy. No. Because that, that I mean, when when that when Kelsey and those two guards uh, and that offensive line wants to move people, I mean, I know it's, this is something that you don't see, you haven't seen in a while, Joe in the purple, but uh, they just line up and they can knock people off the ball. Like unlike Absolutely. anybody in the league that's doing it right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think it's kind of a weird rule. I mean, 
it's my problem is Mark, you know, and you're you're a big defensive guy. This is just another thing to litigate against defense. I think they should go back yeah. and look at how many times on fourth and ones or what third and ones, whatever, where they have these guys pushing, how many times the offense succeeds. Because that to me is just another rule yeah. that, that penalizes right. the defense for playing the game because they, they got no they don't know the snap count, they can't go early. You know, they can anticipate the snap count, but they're going to – it's an advantage offense to do that. If you don't know how to do that on your offense, we should have C.J. Ham constantly pushing Kirk Cousins. But, you know, Kirk probably says, yeah, I don't want to do that. I have no idea. But I, I just think – I think they – it's it to me it looks more like rugby than it does uh, football. And I, I would rather – I would rather see something, something different. I, I, I'd rather go back to the way it was. Well, I'm going to say something you haven't, you've never heard before, Joey. That, that's a great point, you know. Yet, yet another, you know, taking the defenses down. So, yeah, Joe, that, that's one for you. It's one. Great yeah, point. I get. I guess I get one. Um, you know, speaking of the quarterbacks, you know, uh, they played great. You know, they're very good. You're going to see. You're going to see both of them vying for for a long time if they have the team around them. And Casey clearly does. And they've got a great coach. Uh, do you what do you think uh, Philly does next year? I think uh, Hertz's contract's got to be negotiated, and that's probably going to cost him a pretty penny. That might hurt them, maybe to 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 put that team around him. What do you think there for next year? Well, I think you know Hertz this year cost him one point six million against the cap, which is that's you know when when you win Super Bowls like you do, like when Russell Wilson was in his second year or rookie or whatever it was, you know that's when you're you know you, you you're playing with house money after that. It's um, but this year he's, he, he would count 4.8, I think, against the cap, but it's his last year of his contract, and there's no way he's stepping foot on the field uh, unless he's got a renegotiated deal. It's just a matter of what, you know, what do they do with the money? Do they, you know, how, how much of it do they kick into the future? Uh, but it's, yeah, it's time to pay the piper on Hertz. Uh, he was going to be a bridge quarterback, uh, and, and, you know, God love the guy. I mean, if, has there ever been a guy that in one year has – flip the narrative on it on his career like oh, this guy yeah. it's unbelievable in a con basically a contract year he uh, you know went from you know hey we're gonna ride this guy and kind of you know find someone and then to hey this guy could be making their saying you know up around Aaron Rodgers money or, or whoever the next you know Aaron Rodgers I think is 50 million now and you know so and he's a guy that can you know I don't I mean, Lamar Jackson's a great player, but this guy is, seems like he's – and it could be because he has better weapons around him, but yeah. uh, he seems to be a more well-rounded quarterback. I would take him. And I think the Ravens have, are wrestling have, – have wrestled with this for years on a, what, how much do you give Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, so I think this is a guy that's going to get paid. And, you know, if you look at the, at the Eagles, I mean, what, what Howie Roseman did to put this team together, I mean, he built a champion that, you know – kicked the Vikings butt and won the Super Bowl in their backyard, disassembles that team in three years, and puts together this team, uh, and almost wins it five years you know, after that first win. Uh, but now he's got, uh, you know, it's like 10, uh, the, 10 of the starters on that team on, on Sunday are, become a big, are due to become free agents, seven of them on defense. That's not even counting like Brandon Graham, who's not a starter, but he's a great defensive player, Kazir White, a linebacker. So there's a lot of, you know, pieces that have they got to figure out how to how to keep and also pay the quarterback a bazillion dollars. So the window's not I, closing, but it's changing, isn't it? Well, it's I mean, here's what you here's where you've got to have 
you know, guys that, that don't miss or don't miss very often. I mean, everyone's going to miss, but you just can't, when there's this many holes, you can't miss. And they missed uh, on Jalen Rager. Yeah, sure. They missed. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're going to miss. Even the great ones are going to miss, but uh, you know, we'll talk about the offensive line later, but uh, what they, you know, and, and how far are the Vikings and all this stuff, we, you know, we'll find out just, right. you know, if you, if you make the right moves and you and you hit, it doesn't have to be. This league, this league, you can turn it around in a year. It's done every single year, worst to first. Uh, but you've got to be able to – you can't miss yeah. very often. Uh, there was a big play that happened in the game that uh, kind of uh, – for me, you know, it caused a lot of consternation around the, the 113 million people that watched it worldwide. It was like uh, third uh, – third highest program ever, but, uh, uh, viewership wise, but anyway, um, the game was a great game. Two good teams coming in pretty evenly matched one team, uh, first half block to the Eagles, second half block to the chiefs. And like I said, the third, you know, at the end, it blocked to belong to the uh, refs because they made a holding call at the end of the game that, uh, I, I will go on record right now and say it was a holding call. You got to make that call. Uh, but, People think because of the context of the game where there was no other defensive holding call like that made um, that you should have let that go. The The player himself came by in the locker room and said, yeah, I held him. I hoped I'd have got away with it, but I didn't. Um, it's holding. I think, you know, well, I'll let you speak first because, I, you know, I think he uh, – I think he's got he's to throw that flag if he sees it, and that's what second as a referee you got to throw the flag. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was egregious enough in that situation to throw the flag. I, that's just my opinion. Uh, I don't. I think you could call. You could call stuff like that almost every time they line up. And I, it's. I don't like to see the game over officiated. I just don't. And I don't think that that. Uh, you know, I think the uh, pool report. The uh, referee said uh, he didn't let him release outside. I and yeah. which is obviously, but. I just I don't know, and it's Mahomes throwing the ball, but the ball seemed like it was too far. I I, I just would not have thrown that that flag in that situation because I, I'm just unless unless he you know lines up and tackles the guy and brings him down. Yeah, I agree. If I it's, disagree. If it's, I don't want my it's con- Yeah, I, don't I just don't. I'm, I'm so I'm tired of this. I'm tired of every time something happens in this league, we all got to we all have to sit around and look. Did they throw a flag? And time after time after time again. You, you, there's a third down stop and there's a, there's a borderline to bad call. That's and not saying that was a bad call, but it was, you know, it was not enough for me contact in that situation. Let them play. Um, you know, I, I don't disagree with you. I, it was a buzzkill as a fan with not really a horse in the horse in the, the race other than to beat you for the prediction. Uh, I want, you know, I wanted that last drive. I wanted, you know, them to go in, score, and see if uh, Philly could come back down and and have more dramatics. That's what you're watching for. It's a great game. It was a tough way to see it end. But objectively speaking, if in, in a split second, a guy sees a play, he's got to make it. And there was, uh, if you've seen the pictures on the internet, it, there was a tug. There, he grabbed his jersey. He got beat. It was that same cut in, cut back out play, and that defender was beat. He grabbed him, slowed him down, so he couldn't get separation. And Mahomes, I feel, was throwing to a spot. Oh, sure that, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why he couldn't get there because he was held up. Yeah. You know. So I, I, yeah. I think it was the right call, but I thought it was a 
bummer call. So I, you know, I, I well, I, yeah, we'll we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it wasn't a penalty. I'd say yeah, it, it's a, but I'm just it, it wasn't egregious enough. It wasn't a, you know, blatant enough for me to throw for me to throw the flag. That's me. That's my. But what, what, un, unlike unlike Twitter, we're allowed to have our own opinions, Joe. Yes, you are. But what if it's Cleveland? And they're going to win the the Super Bowl for the first time with with a guy that releases their last ditch effort, and you don't throw that flag. Would you then be asked? Well, would you then be a little bit pissed that they didn't throw it. Well, sort of like the helmet to helmet at the goal line that they didn't call against Kansas City three years ago uh, when yes. Kansas City. Well, that was that was blatant that they they missed a blade there. Yeah, and the so. thing with the Rams, yeah, absolutely, they miss plays. It's an incredibly difficult job to do on that stage in that moments. I I sympathize with the refs, but you know if it's that out in the open, I mean that flag was out before you know he they had even got you know to the next thing where he kind of put his arm around him. I don't think that was a penalty. It was the tug when you grab the guy's jersey and they see it, they're gonna call it, and they did. The rest is history. Mark disagrees. All right. Well, he didn't answer the Cleveland question, but I think I know you might be a little bit bitter about that, wouldn't you? If you, if you, uh, if it's- I, I, yeah, I, I try not to worry about the officials, but okay. I, I like, to, I like to see it. I like to see the game decided by the. I'm with you on that. Um, I, I think the AFC is is really going to be exciting for the next few years. With you got, uh, you got Burroughs with the Bengals, Mahomes with the Chiefs, and. Uh, uh, Josh Allen with the Bills. That's just an exciting uh, triumvirate there of, of players that are just going to make that musty TV. Oh, uh, any thoughts on that? On how, how, how strong? Oh, yeah. I mean, the league is, you know, Tom Brady retires. And it's, it's ironic. Tom Brady retires. And then the Super Bowl is the, the youngest uh, combination of quarterbacks, you know, to, to ever start against each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, we've seen it coming for forever. It's, uh, for for a while here with Mahomes and uh, uh, you know, it, I personally don't think Deshaun Watson's going to work out in Cleveland. I think that's going to be a yeah a disaster. But if he works out, if he gets it gets it back, and they somehow you know that that's another guy that that you could be going. You know, hey, you know, put him in there. I like Kenny Pickett's future. I don't know if it comes this year, but he's in a he's in a great organization uh, that's going to have a defense around him. So it's, it's going to have an offensive line around him. Uh, I like his, you know, he's a, you know, rookie uh, that could, you know, could have a great, good, real good future. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the NFC hurts, um, you know, I think Trey Lance, I think if Trey Lance can stay healthy, uh, you know, the San Francisco's proved that, they, that you can win, you know, they got, they got such a great team and a great system. Uh, just imagine adding Trey Lance to that if he can do, uh, if he can handle all what of what this seventh round uh, Purdy was able to handle, yeah, and then you you add his element of, of you know the, the the dual threat. I mean, he's a guy to keep an eye on, and uh, yeah, this is why you know it's kind of why the Vikings are in this situation where you have to keep giving Kirk, and we'll talk about Kirk, but it's almost you know, until you find uh, until you find a, another a future your future, you got to keep making him part of your future. So because. He can get you there. He might. I don't know if he'll ever win any win it win at all, but he can keep you, you know, in the game as a, as opposed yeah. to just you know being a four win team. Um, yeah, I, you, you would hope that maybe one of those quarterbacks is uh, available next year, but they're both on rookie contracts. I think after what San Francisco went through, they're not getting rid of anybody, but uh, except Garoppolo maybe. Um, 
I did want to point out that uh, Jarek McKinnon got a Super Bowl ring, and I was I was kind of happy for him. A longtime Viking, went out west. I think San Francisco got hurt for like two seasons, maybe three seasons in a row, put his career on hold when he could have done something out there. He might even have got a ring out there. I can't even remember. But uh, what a play by him at the end. You know, is, is that Andy Reid killing him, or is that just his knowledge? You know, I got to figure well, out uh, yeah. both. But uh, what what a play! Who in in a guy who's had kind of a backup role his entire career carries the ball to the one foot line and says, "Nope, I'm not going to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl." That's Jarek McKinnon. What a dude! I my hats off to him. Well, yeah, I mean that's obviously the team. You know, to, yeah. to, to not score, and it, it always it always it's nerve wracking when they do that. If you're if you're a, like say you're a Chiefs fan. You know, say that he does that. I mean, say, you know, Butker, I know, I know it's a chip shot field goal, but right. the amount of pressure that's on Butker to make that whatever it was. <laughs> could you imagine if he would have duck hooked that and the Chiefs oh, would have lost? Man. Uh, you know, so it's, it's following these, this 27 uh, yarder. It's been done in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, it was a little warmer, a little warmer in the desert than it was uh, when the Vikings missed their 27. Yeah. But maybe about the same slipperiness on the damn field. What the heck yeah. was that, Mark? I don't know. That was uh that was like watching the pat like the watching the Vikings play at the uh at the Green Bay. Yes. It was uh, you know, I don't I mean they've had I I covered two two Super Bowls there. That's at least the third one there. Mm-hmm. Um to me, there had to be some cleats they could have worn. Uh you know, I know that though that it's a grass surface and it's such it's so compact and there's all that paint all over it. There's just too much paint on those fields yeah. for the Super Bowl. Uh, but that that is another, you know. I think the Chiefs' offensive line did a great job, but they also, I think, the field might have helped them out as well. I, as I agree. As I totally agree. You know, I, I was listening to the radio yesterday, and they were talking about the field, and it was apparently some. It, it's 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 uh, turf grass from the USGA. It's some golf uh coarse grass a couple hybrids put together that they grew for a year and a half or something to get it ready for this. And it's it's great great grass for golf. So your your club goes through and doesn't grab or something. I don't know, but man, they were slip sliding, and it, and I think it did have an effect on on that defensive line. They probably weren't as effective on that uh, surface as they might have been on on something where they could have kept their feet. Well, if Tom Brady's watching it, because uh, you know one of in two thousand eight was it or the year that they were undefeated going into the Super Bowl? I believe was in in Arizona the helmet catch. Yeah. Uh, so so if uh, maybe if uh, Michael Strahan and that, that Giants defensive line they didn't have a because you know, that that was when Brady took the pressure up the middle and was you know uh, had the Giants won that with their defensive line. If maybe they had that surface, Tom Brady has eight has eight eight uh, rings and an undefeated season. Amazing. On that note, we bring in a Brady. We better go take a break so we don't have to talk about him for any longer. Uh, we'll come back. We'll step out, come back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Come on back and check it out. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, I know you were you were uh, at home covering this one. You hadn't uh, – you've been in the press box for how many years, and you got to – you got to be at home and see what you didn't see. And I know that my kids that came by for it just love the uh, Rihanna uh, halftime show. I thought it was fine. Uh, I didn't know any of the songs. 
but they were giddy about it. And some of the kids left after that was over. So that was their big deal. But uh, your daughter had a different take on it, didn't she? Well, first of all, I admired, I mean, the, the, the woman is definitely not afraid of heights. <laughs> when they were, when they took me up to like the fourth floor, I would have been, I would have, my knees would have been knocking so much. I'd have fallen off the ship or whatever they had her up there on. Um, well, you were watching it with millennials who yeah. the millennials and I believe millennials believe that there's no, there's no one's ever going to come after them, but I'll tell you, I have whatever, whatever's after the millennials is a gen Y, I think. So an 18 year old, I believe is gen Y or whatever, you know, so she looked at Rihanna and said, it was, why is Rihanna doing this? First of all, she, whenever Rihanna, they, the, the commercial, when she came out with her hair, looked like my Dr. daughter, Seuss. well, yeah, my, my daughter said, that looks like Cindy Lou who, and I yes. said, okay, I know yeah. Cindy Lou who, uh, and so she said, well, this, she got 18 years old. It says she started singing her songs and she goes, this was popular when I was a kid. <laughs> and she said, why is Rihanna? She seems kind of old to be singing. Why aren't they going with something younger and something more hip or whatever. She didn't say hip. That's one of our words, but yeah. something more blah, 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 whatever. So yeah, I, Joe, I, I am so far outside, as I've said before, the target audience of what the NFL is looking sure? for. No. I am, I'm, I'm too old. Uh, I'm, I'm, and they're you know, clearly I just wanna, not doing a good job grooming your kid, obviously. They need to I just want to, you know, I just want to, I didn't think the commercials, I didn't, not, there's none of them that stand out to me. No. No, I was I was uh, texting you during the commercials. I wasn't even paying attention. Uh, the national anthem, I thought uh, that was pretty good. Well, I'm a I'm a country guy, but it just didn't have that same bravado of uh, like I guess it's we uh, to me it's Whitney Houston and everyone finishes last. Yeah, uh, and the the one in uh, Super Bowl twenty five, I believe it was. I'm not a country guy per se. I do like some country music. I love Willie Nelson. People probably don't consider that country. I don't know anymore, but. Uh, I, I really liked uh, his take on the national anthem, uh, Stapleton. So I thought it was pretty. Oh, good. I liked it. I just thought it was kind of like. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm used to like the you know, Madden and uh, the, the announcers. The announcers kind of seemed like it was just like a you know, maybe a CB NB or Fox's like second game of the of the week or something. I don't know. It, yeah. I guess they're waiting for Brady before they you know. Yeah, and just be that big guy. Greg Olson, if Brady comes on, his 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 salary this year was ten million because he was wow. on the first team. Now he's going to drop to the second team. It drops to two million. That's a harsh pill to swallow. Something going to put Brady. So, I don't think Brady's going to be any good. I I just don't think he's that. He might know the game like nobody else, but I don't think he's got the uh, energy or the uh, vocal energy to really make it uh, a broadcast exciting like Greg Olson does and uh, Tony Romo. I, I don't think he'll be that good. Personally. Well, I think if he, if he puts the effort into it, uh, that's the key. I think if he puts the effort into it, which, you know, knowing Brady, I mean, Brady's not going to do anything half-assed. That's true. So uh, no one sees the game. If Tony Romo can see, Tony Romo sees the game great and Tony Romo's Tony Romo. Uh, but, you know, Tom Brady, like Belichick you know, went on and on about, about him when he was on with his podcast. Um, we should get Belichick and Brady on this one. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know how that goes. Um, we'll work on that. But, uh, you, know, he, you know, Belichick's like, nobody's ever seen the game like Tom Brady. And he goes, I, you know, Belichick's saying, I learned a lot from Tom Brady, uh, which is about as good a compliment as Tom Brady could ever get. Right. 
Well, we've we've filled uh, segment time with speak talk of Rihanna and Super Bowl commercials. So let's move on. A little Vikings news this weekend. You know, we all know last week they signed uh, Brian Flores, and we, we did talk about that happened right before a podcast last week. But uh, um, Mark, I know. Uh, do you do you have any thoughts on that? In in retrospect, I know you you did a story this week in that I thought was really good on. Uh, uh, you talked to Childress before the game, and you also talked to uh, Kevin O'Connell. And so, I mean, you want to talk about that and anything you learned there that relates to Flores, perhaps? Talking with Kevin. Well, yeah, I mean, talking to O'Connell, um, who, by the way, had the same – he's got the uh, L5 or whatever. He's got the thing going down his right leg that I had uh, going down my left leg. So, Childress has it. Childress has a hernia, had a herniated disc and, and dealing with the same thing with his left leg. So this is like spreading. It's everybody I talk wow. to says has this thing going on. Uh, but that's not what you asked about, Joe. You know, he I was kind of joking with him. I said, uh, you know, if this guy, if, you know, it's a good problem to have, but if this guy, you know, if you guys have any kind of any level of success on defense, him, you know, I you know, once the the dusk settles on all this, uh, you know, the lawsuits and against the league and the teams and all this stuff, you know, by Mike Tomlin reaching out and making him, keeping him in the league. And now the Vikings reaching out and making him a coordinator. He's going to be back in that, that circle of, is he going to be a head coach? And uh, he said, yeah, he goes, that is a good problem to have. And he goes, and, and O'Connell speaking is that uh, we know that. And, and we've already had conversations with him about, Hey, when you're, uh, and I don't know if there's going to be more hires to come or if they're going to change, make other, any additional changes. Uh, there's a press conference uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, that they're going to talk about the defense, talk about Flores. But he's, uh, you know, O'Connell said, you know, part of the process of bringing him in here was identifying someone that they can turn to uh, if, you know, if um, Flores goes on and becomes a head coach somewhere, which in this league, you know, 20, 27 teams have changed head coaches at least one time since 2017. 20 of them wow. have changed head coaches at least once since 2020. So they're, they're, it's a nonstop cycle. Uh, if, you're, if you're not one of the top, you know, five guys, the Belichicks, the Carroll, uh, Reed, uh, Harbaugh, you know, you're, you're basically you're, – you're on the clock as soon as you come walking in the door. Tom one too, obviously. Those are some that's some amazing turnover. I, I guess uh good company for Zimmer. He shouldn't feel so bad. He hung around here for a while. He probably beat beat some odds as long as he was here. Oh well when Zimmer when Zimmer left, he was a sixth uh he was sixth on the list of seniority. So, Jeepers, that's um, yeah, Mike, yeah, I love I, I love Zimmer. Um he had he had a, a, a the Wilfs gave him and Rick a big window to to, to get it done and Unfortunately for them and for Vikings fans, it, it didn't get done. So, Yeah, hopefully it does with this next one. A lot of things to do, starting with uh, potentially uh, Adam Thielen. There was word that he was working on a contract restructuring with the Vikings. Uh, any any knowledge there you think that's happening? Do you think they will? Uh, he will take a hometown discount because he did say he wanted to retire as a Viking. You know, I don't know about it. I don't know how much of a discount he's going to give. Maybe more so after – Oh, he didn't have as probably as good a year as he had the year before. Um, I would just be leery of kicking any more money down the road on yeah. him. Uh, you know, it, we all we all love Adam Thielen. He's he's from here. He's a great story. But at some point, you got to be wary of you know I, you know getting his cap down. But then you got to deal with something next year, and then the next year. I would personally would rather get rid of a guy, you know, 
that's harsh to say, but they all have to be, they all go at yep. some point. Yeah. I would get rid of a guy a year it's too soon, or as opposed to a year too early and have a bunch of money. Um, I think what, what would benefit them, and I'm not sure what he would bring in a, in a trade would be to trade him to a team that's, that's, you know, not, not the NFC, uh, maybe an AFC team uh, and see what they can get out of him. But, you know, I, I don't know the numbers. I don't know what they're looking at and what, you know, how it, I just, I would do it only if it's good for the team um, and good for the, good for the future of the team, because I think that uh, this is a year where they're, they're still going to be good, but this is a, this is a year where they got to, they got to move past, uh, move on to the next step in a lot of situation. Yeah. Good thing that uh, you, I, you agreed with me in the last segment, you'd be uh, looking to send me down the road too, because I'm, I'm a little older than you and might've slowed down a lot better step up my game um i know you wanted to talk about the offensive line uh that's a for you that's a big emphasis in the off season you know i the way i look at it they got three solid with uh brian o'neill christian darisot the tackles and left guard uh Cleve, uh ezra cleveland but uh there's question marks at center and uh right guard w- what do you think that do the vikings i don't know they don't really have the draft capital do you think that they will go out and seek another Line because I guess Garrett Bradbury's contract is up, so they got to figure out what to do with him because he hasn't been great, and they're probably going to have to give him a raise, right? I, I sure, I definitely wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, when you, one of the reasons I, I would split that MVP into five spots and, and give it to those guys because the last Super Bowl that we saw Patrick Mahomes play in, you know, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, he was running for his life. He got beat thirty-one to nine. It wasn't even that close. They lost to the to a Buccaneers defense that yep. swarmed. You know, Grant, you know, the 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 Chiefs, uh, their offensive line got old, and then it got hurt, and then yeah, my you know, on that line in that game. I play playing left tackle. In that yeah, game. So that, that's where they were at. That's where that's where the Chiefs were in that game, uh, and they just got uh, swarmed by by the Buccaneers. So that happens within months. They go out and they get four of the guys that started last uh, the Super Bowl on Sunday. They and they did it very and not not one not a single one of them was first round draft pick. Creed Humphrey, who might be the second best center in the league uh, behind uh, the guy in Philly, uh, he's a second round pick. Uh, Trey Smith, their um, their right guard, is a sixth round pick. Joe Thune uh, from the from the Patriots was the most expensive lineman in the in free agency that year. Uh, he's at left guard. And then they traded for Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, at left tackle. And then, you know, you you talk about hit, 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 hit. With a year, in one year. In one year, they, they hit four. They hit four, you know, we're not talking just four singles. Uh, you know, and obviously now, uh, and Wiley is that mark. How, do they, how can they afford that when they got to pay a boatload of money to Kelsey and uh, Mahomes? Well, and, the, the, and even at the time, Tariq Hill. Well, of course, they let him. Well, go, uh, the, the center, game. the center was in the in the in the right guard were draft picks, and they hit on them. And they, those guys have played; they've started every game wow. uh, since they were drafted. Uh, I think. Well, the, the guard might have missed one game this year, but you know, the immediate starters, immediate impact players, uh, and so that you know, those guys are cheap. Uh, Wiley is the right tackle. He, he was a street free agent. They got in 2017. Now, you know, the job he did against, uh, Hassan Reddick is going to earn him a lot of money. So they got to pay that guy. 
Uh, and then Orlando Brown is a guy that, I don't know, if you remember last summer when they were, uh, they made him offers and they were, and he, he just, he refused to sign a long-term deal and played on the franchise tag. So, you know, they got, they got to deal with him. So they have some, you know, they got two, two very important pieces to their, their puzzle that they need to sign and it's going to cost them some money. Yeah. Should we be concerned that uh, maybe this regime is not, well, they don't have much of a track record because Ed Ingram was their, their uh, pick. The other three guys that we talked about are doing well are, are from the previous regime. Derisaw, uh, O'Neill, and Cleveland were all drafted by Zimmer and Spielman. So far, the KOC and Quasi have uh, Ed Ingram, who was who hung in there, but I, I'm not saying he's anything to write home about. So are we concerned that they can hit on these guys, or is, or is it uh, sure. you've got to take one early? Well, I, I think, yeah. I mean, the, the, the short um, body of work that we have, that, that was not a good draft pick. Yeah. That was not a that was not a good draft class, and I don't you, you know I don't know how any even your most purple uh, Kool Aid drinking fan in the world could say that that was a good draft. So it's it's a it's an unfinished draft. I'll give them that. But when you look at the Chiefs and what they got, what they got, you know, uh, Pacheco in the seventh round, Jalen Watson in the seventh round. Uh, you were talking about Brock Purdy being the last pick of the seventh round. But that's two guys that are within like the. 10 picks of the last round of uh, the last wow. pick contributing well, when they came out in the second half and, uh, you know, and Pacheco, I mean, that guy runs hard. I, I don't even know what his size is, but you know, when they, when they, when he came out of that first play or whatever, when they ran eight yards and it's like, that, that was kind of a tone center of how they were going to, you know, they were going to, they came out extremely. Um, so, and then you just threw out that entire, that draft. I mean, man, they just, uh, they, they just hit, you know, pick after pick after pick, and you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and the Vikings, uh, you know, are going to have to uh, – I think key for them is to hit on this draft just a year later with Seen and, and Andrew uh, uh, Andrew Booth Jr. because that – you know, if, if, if those guys are busts, they are – this defense is not going to rebuild what, like the way they need to. Uh, it, it's, no. it's, it's incumbent upon them to have hit and – two hit on these two drafts well and and, and uh you know ed ingram uh, I, i'm not sure where to how to feel about ed, ed ingram because he did play every single snap of the every offensive snap the entire season so he got experience but is he good enough we right. don't know that uh to me when you look at the offensive line i say you got your two tackles and i would even throw cleveland into this mix everything else is on the table if they can find something better you know Go for it, but yeah, you know, do do they have the people that are you know that was for so long that was Spielman's deal, you know he would he kind of would miss on guys with offensive line, offensive line hitting defensive linemen, you know, but missing on offensive linemen and it, and it hurt them. It's one reason they're not. It's one reason they couldn't take that final step. Are they going to? I'm sorry. Are they going to be able to find uh, a free agent center that? they can get for cheap. That's going to be better than uh, keeping Garrett Bradbury. Probably not. I don't think there's that name out there that, uh, well, let's go sign him and sink a ball well, of money in there. You know, I know the, the Browns center uh, is probably not going to get paid uh, because, you know, the Browns sunk them. I mean, they have the two of the highest paid guards in the league. They gave John the right tackle Conklin, a new deal. And their center is, um, he's a, he's a really tall guy. He's like six, six, uh, Ethan Pokic, I think his name is, uh, 
he is kind of like the pro football focus when they rank, you know, all the, you know, the top hundred, he's like going to be the number one center. Hmm. And I'm assuming he's going to make it to free agents. He's not going to resign. I don't know. But um, you know, I think he's a guy, he's, he's obviously rated higher than Bradbury. Um, but I don't think he's a bank breaker guy. Uh, I, I don't know who these guys are. If I knew, if I knew, if I could tell you, uh, if I could do like the chiefs, if I could like a head of like when the chiefs came off the, that Super Bowl getting killed, and said, if I would have said, well, you know what they should do? They should trade for Orlando Brown Jr. They should draft Creed Humphrey. You know, I, I wouldn't be sitting here talking <laughs> to you, Joe. Wow. But I'm saying you, that's what you need. You need those guys that can do this. And, and the, the ones that do it, you know, they, you know, uh, Brett Veach in Kansas City it was a guy that um, worked with Andy Reid in Philadelphia, kind of, came, kind of became a right-hand man, comes here, he's a GM. Um, that, you know, there's nobody that's going to enter or exit that team. that doesn't have the, you know, the blessing of, uh, of Andy Reid. Now Tyree kill, they couldn't afford him because it just got to a point where, um, Christian Kirk got paid some outrageous amount in uh, Arizona. Tyree kill was next up to sign and they couldn't afford him. So what they did is they just got a bunch went of, out draft picks. they went out and they got five draft picks yeah. uh, for a guy who's turning 30. It's great. Uh, you know, that mean we trade so, uh, Justin Jefferson for a bunch of draft picks. That's why I was telling you that dude, you already have him as the most disappointing Viking in <laughs> 2023. So trade him. Okay. Okay. On that note, which is uh, 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 not exactly a totally accurate take. And Mark Azari says, you know, he wouldn't be talking to me if he, he could predict this stuff. He's sending me down the road. We established that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're just going to let Mark talk for the next segment all about all this awards. All right, come on back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. All right, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, Mark. So we talked a lot, a lot last segment about uh, how the Vikings are going to – what they're going to do this offseason. Isn't the biggest decision or the first decision possibly, uh, since they got to get under the cap in 29 days uh, – uh, do they have to, what are they going to do with Kirk Cousins? They're going to extend him and try to get some cap money there. Yeah. I mean, he's basically, he's in the last year of his contract because the next two years are void. Um, I think he's um, this year is 36 million on the game, 36 and a half against the cap, yeah, yeah. which in the grand scheme of things anymore is not outrageous. Um, and then he's like 12 and a half million next year and six and a half the year after kind of the, spreading out whatever they gave him last time. I, you know, until they have someone else to, 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 to groom. I mean, Nick Mullins is not the quarterback of the future. Uh, they've got to keep Kirk in, you know, in, uh, in play. So I just would be leery about how much as eventually they're going to find, or at least they better find the next step in this situation. And you just don't want to be saddled with a, a bunch of money in the future. So, I don't know how they work it. That's Brzezinski's uh, genius that he can figure out. Uh, but I would think that Kirk uh, in Kirk's camp will be, you know, saying, Hey, let's, you know, you know, let's get some more, you know, I'm basically in the last year of my contract, what are you going to do? And, you know, they, they probably are looking at extending him again. Sure. Well, you know, that, that's just, it's, it's just difficult to, to think about that. I mean, the Vikings have to somehow start, preparing to move on like you're saying because he can't he's not going to be there forever he's just such a big hit and and we all nobody really thinks he's he's got completely what it takes to get over the hump but you know uh 
put a better team around them, I guess maybe they can better defense. They might have done something this year. That's beside the point. The problem is they have four draft picks. And do you, and with all the other holes they have on defense and, and the offensive line we're just still talking about, there's no room to uh, throw one of those at a, 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 a guess and hope that quarterback that you hope turns out. I mean, they have to. I think there's that school of thought that you've got to keep – taking shots, late shots at quarterback and try to develop them. Kellen Mond was one of them. Didn't work out. Uh, although he was a third round pick, so that's not late round, but, uh, and Jake Browning before that. And so they've done that to some degree, but they haven't made it work out, but they certainly can't do that with four draft picks uh, right now. Can they? All depends. It all depends on who. I don't know enough about the draft right now to know if, if when they pick in the first round, is there a quarterback that, Makes sense. Probably not, you know, um, just because of where, you know, people tend to, although they didn't this year or last year, uh, overinflate the quarterback. But, um, you know, I'm thinking if it, it, it's, it's got to be a quarterback that you are convinced. It, it's like a, it's like uh, getting on the table and banging the table for, uh, if you're in Kansas City, and you say, hey, uh, like Brett Feach started banging the drum on Patrick Mahomes. They had, uh, uh, what's his name? Started before him, and you know they didn't need a quarterback, but they just started beating beating the drum. Hey, Alex Smith. And then, yeah, yeah, Alex. So they had Alex Smith, and then uh, Brett Veach is like, "Hey, you, Andy, you're gonna love this guy." And all the things that they said about him at the time are the things that now make him one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Ah, oh, his feet, you know, his feet are all over the place. He doesn't <laughs> doesn't play under center. Uh, he's too erratic, you know, moving around and throwing and doing different things. And, yeah, uh, you know that all that stuff, all that stuff that used to be bad, is now what makes him the best quarterback in the league. So if there's one of those <laughs> where, and, yeah. and that's funny, people laugh and say that, but at the time, Patrick Mahomes was not a guy that everyone was saying, "Oh, you, you know, you got to get Patrick Mahomes in the top right. ten, or you got to get him even in the first round." So that, that you know, I'm talking about a guy that you are sold on that could be something that's special. Uh, I would take him. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's time. That's a, you know? That's a good point. You had Aaron Rodgers dropped to 24th in the first round, and some well, people talked to him in that uh, Alex Smith went first in that draft, and Aaron Rodgers thought he should have gone first that draft. Well, Aaron Rodgers proved that he should have gone before Alex yeah. Smith ever did. So it, you never know, right? It's yeah. – No, it, you, you, it, you have no idea. Well, it, it's just tough to risk that kind of capital when you only have four picks. Hopefully – They'll get some uh, uh, compensatory picks, but right now four doesn't sound like a whole hell of a lot with with what's out there for this team. Anyway, and maybe that's what the sporting news is is looking at when uh, they put out their way too early power rankings and they they ranked the Vikings as the twentieth. And and I quote: Everyone knows the Vikings defied the, st- the statistics and the odds to be a big time winning team last season, leading them to be exposed right away in the playoffs. Their defense rebuild is still in progress and might be getting time to veer away from Kirk Cousins' floor and go for a higher upside to boost Jeff, Justin Jefferson and the rest of the offense. I, I You know, they did make the playoffs, and, uh, yeah, granted, they if they didn't beat – if they had beat the Giants, they'd have lost the following week. We all know that. Uh, it's a new coach and a rebuild. I, I thought that was a little low. What did you think, Mark? You're a power rankings guy. What did you think? I would, uh, you know, I, I would keep them right around the middle, you know, like 16. That, that seems a little low. Uh, the Packers and the Lions seemed a little high. What were they? 
Packers were nine and the Lions were eleven. Yeah, I'd well, the, the so. Packers, the Packers are incomplete because we don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. With the How do this you is the first. That? This is the first time where I feel I never bought any of the other. Rodgers isn't going to be back. Rodgers isn't going to, you know. Uh, this is the first time I have a feeling. It's like I think that this is now the time they're going to say he's you know in what? total darkness. He's in a, a <laughs> hyperbolic chamber or some damn thing. There you go. <laughs> he doesn't. You mean he doesn't have to work for a living in the off season? I don't get it. So um, for once, you're not going to pick the Packers to win it all next year, Mark? Uh, probably not. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking no. Uh, but yeah, that seems a little bit low. But who knows? I mean, it's you talk about way too early. It's uh, we don't even know. We don't know anything about this team uh, other than Jeff Justin Jefferson's is a pretty good, damn good player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it it could be that could be uh, they could be right on. Who knows? Because it, 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 you go teams, you know, rise and fall every year. I don't sense this one will. I feel, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna stay there. But um, you know, the, the Lions are gonna be. You know, tough to beat. Uh, I, I, someone sent me an article from 2013. Uh, uh, I forget it was SI or somewhere um, that uh, Andy Reid is a good coach, but he's the absolute wrong coach for the Chiefs. <laughs> and it was a very strong, very opinionated that they had gotten the wrong guy, even though Andy Reid is a is an outstanding coach, and uh, he was not going to be the guy to get the Chiefs over the. So yeah, are you, are you when you put me? these opinions out there, Joe, it's like you got to be, ooh. Yes. When, I, when I make my Super Bowl predictions or my MVP or my coach of the year, da da da, da uh, I never like to see them the next year. And it's like, oh, that one hurts. Oh, God. It's it's funny. There are some takes out there. I saw a thing, an article the other day about uh, uh, some guy way back in the day just lambasted uh, Ed Sullivan saying it was a waste of time to put the Beatles on and let all these – screaming girls in the audience when it should have been old white guys you know or whatever but he just went on and on and on and this guy this guy that 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 take didn't last very long or age very well i should say but uh yeah yeah andy reed deserves the applause he gets i love him he's he's just such a uh understated guy he goes yeah i'll come back if the chiefs will have me well, i think yeah. they, i think they will yeah, yeah. So good, good for him um uh, what we do know, we don't know what's going to happen next year, but we do know that the end of the awards, year awards are out. And Mark Craig is a Hall of Fame voter, and he helped vote in the following people, Ronnie Barber, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, Darrell Dar- Rivas, Ken Riley, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, and Dan Coriel. Um, I got issues with a couple things there. but uh, otherwise, otherwise known as Don Coriel. Uh, did I say Dan? I'm sorry. Uh, my my readers are not that good. You're gonna have to get rid of me for making all these mistakes. You Mark. probably don't remember him. You're you're too young. Wow. Thank you. Um, I should have said Eric Coriel, but uh, you know, obviously, as a Minnesota guy, Jared Allen didn't didn't make the final cut again. Uh, Joe Klecko did, which I'm kind of amazed about. But Demarcus Ware did. Does that does that open up the opportunity for Jared down the Road. Go ahead and just talk about the class in general, but I guess I'm looking well, towards the guy. Um, Joe Klecko, I mean, you, you got to understand, Joe Klecko was a senior candidate, totally different animal. Joe Klecko, Riley, and, and Howley were senior candidates. They get they get vetted by the senior committee, which I'm not a member of, uh, and, they, and that, that senior committee spends time with uh, some of the, the guys who played in that era. Uh, uh, 
a guy goes from the modern era to the senior after 25 years after he retired. Yes. So um, you could have just sent me a text on that one, Mark. You know. Well, I mean, you know, Joe Klecko's. Uh, right. you know, I remember Joe. Putting, putting, remember. putting Joe Klecko, saying Joe Klecko went ahead of Jared Allen. I yeah, would, I I would say the, the real the real question is the real point for a Minnesotan would be that go who retired in 1988 goes in before. Uh, Jim Marshall, who retired in '79, yeah. who you know, I think if uh, and Joe Klecko was a was a beast, um, but I think if you if Joe you know and Joe Klecko made All Pro at nose tackle and defensive end, which is showed it was a tribute to his versatility and how great a defensive lineman he was. Uh, what hurts Jim is he didn't make any All Pro teams, uh, but Jim Marshall was is a guy that I would say if anyone should feel like getting snubbed in that one, it's not Jared. Who's yeah, been, who's yeah. been out three years. I made it's a mistake. You're right. Move on, Mr. Hall. Now, uh, now, Demarcus Ware. Yeah, you could say oh, that that opens up a you know that's a log jam that gets relieved a little bit. But here comes Julius Peppers next year, uh, first year of eligibility. Who's a guy who has 159 and a half sacks, uh, made two All-Decade teams. Uh, J- Jared did make, um, and we we met virtually on on January 17th. So. I've known the class since uh, what's amazing is you can get 49 uh, reporters uh, to know something for three weeks and not tell anyone, uh, which I think the secret now for two years in a row has been, uh, it's been kept pretty well by that group. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, where uh, was in his, his second year of eligibility, he had made the final 10. See what they do is you take the 15 candidates that are modern era. We, we cut it from, we don't vote yes or no on all of them. What you do is you, you take the 15, you cut it to 10, then you cut the 10 to five, and then you vote yes or no on the five. So there's only the five guys who got in are the only ones who had yes or no votes. So it's all about making the cut up until you get to the final five. Right. So Jared, this is the you know this was Jared's third year of eligibility. Uh, he he didn't make the final 10 two years in a row. He made the final 10 this year, and of the five that didn't make 10 to five. He is clearly the most qualified in uh, all pros. He's got twice as many all pros as anybody else in that, that those five that didn't make it. Um, there was another defensive end, first-year eligibility, Dwight Freeney, who had a, you know, a handful of sacks, fewer than Jared, uh, but also made first-team all, uh, first um, all decade into the 2000s and won a Super Bowl, which tends to carry a lot of weight with defensive guys. Um, How many sacks so, do the, uh, Peppers have compared to Allen? How many does Allen have? Well, Peppers has 159 and a half, and Jared has 136. Peppers is okay. fourth all time. Jared's twelfth. And um, this is like since sacks became official in in 1982. So uh, you know, Peppers has a little bit better resume, but but Jared, uh, the conversation that we had, I can't I can't go into details on it, but conversation that we had let me know for the first time that, you know, like Jared is like, <laughs> uh, it's hard to tell guys this, you know, that, well, you're going to get in, you're going to get in. Um, but Jared Allen is right there. Um, I, I, I think, it, you know, next year could be a year and I haven't peppers there uh, is, is kind of a, a roadblock because you do, do two defensive ends get in. Yeah. Uh, I think they could, I think they could in that class. Uh, Antonio Gates is another first year eligible guy, tight end who, might have a chance as a first-year guy. 
Um, so yeah, Jared, he made a lot of progress. We made a lot of progress on this, this year with his, with his case. I think, I think next year's is going to be his year. Uh, but it's, it's hard to, to see a guy that can't do anything about it. And, you know, you tell him and, uh, yeah, obviously uh, Jared, you know, the good thing about Jared is a, still a fun loving guy. He's only still only 40 years old. Um, uh, and he's got this, this other career he's chasing. He wants to be, a, yeah, um, he's going to be in the Cur- curling Cur- Hall of Fame before he gets in this one. Way and, and, and knowing Jared, the way that he's, uh, you know, the way that he goes after things, he's, he's not, he's not screwing around, you know, he's, he, I think he's taking it seriously because yeah. he's, when I, when I talk to him, a lot of times he's heading out, you know, he's down in Nashville going to some curling rink to, uh, <laughs> to curl, to do that. So. He's got to get up here in Minnesota where all the guys on the, on the, uh, the team uh, that make it to the Olympics uh, train and, and, and won the gold medal, but I think they got their team probably set up. He needs a different one, but anyway, yeah, I hope he, hope he gets there someday. He'd be great. I'd, I'd love to hear his, uh, I'd like to see him ride up on stage on his horse and deliver his speech yeah. from the back of a horse might be kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> how about the all pro awards? We had uh, Justin Jefferson winning uh Offensive Player of the Year, and uh, um, well, uh, Mahomes won the MVP. Uh, offensive Player of the Year is Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. Defensive Player was Nick Bosa from San Francisco. Offensive Rookie of the Year Garrett Wilson from the Jets, and they had the defender Defensive Rookie of the Year Sauce Gardner, which was kind of nice. Uh, comeback Player of the Year is Geno Smith, and the Coach of the Year Brian Debole Debole however you say his name. What, uh, what are your thoughts on those that you voted on, Mark? Yeah. I mean, I had, um, this was the first year that we, we voted um, for MVP. We, we did our top six and for all the other awards, we did our top three. Hmm. Uh, so you, so you had a point system where, you know, um, you had your, you know, you got your first place votes in here. Uh, I had, uh, I was talking to, to O'Connell and I said, well, I didn't have you one, but I had you three. I had you number three. O'Connell did get one first place vote. I don't know who did it, but, wow. um, and I told him and I said, you know, I, I, cause I we put it in the paper as well. And I said, uh, I honestly, I didn't have Dable in my top three. I had, I had, um, Shanahan number one, uh, just because I mean, what Shanahan did with, you know, losing two quarterbacks and keeping this system and the team and identifying a guy with the last pick in the draft that could come in and do what he did. Um, I thought what was a fantastic job of coaching. Uh, honestly, I wanted to vote Andy Reid number one just because he never gets it. And the fact that they got rid of Tyreek Hill and they came back and were even better offense. And I didn't, I kind of went, you know, uh, it's become so much, a, and this wasn't the case for Shanahan, but it's become a case of like Dable winning. Who is the, uh, who is the rookie coach of the year? The guy, it's always seems to be given to a guy that, you know, comes out and wins five, six more games than they won the year before. Uh, I don't like that because the guys like Andy Reid never get it. You know, uh, ten years in Kansas. How many votes they got in the New York market, Mark? Well, it's well, it's fifty, and there there's fifty voters, and there's one from each NFL market, and then I have to assume that there's a at large two uh, votes. Um, so yeah, I mean it's spread out. I, it's not. I don't think they there's any that's uh, unbalanced anywhere. So, uh, but. But that, but my second on my list was uh, was a Peterson. I thought going from you know two time uh, team that was last in the league record wise, drafting number one overall, 
to win the division and win uh, and on to um, yeah to win a playoff game. I, well, we didn't. I couldn't vote. We didn't vote. We voted for the playoffs. But I'm just saying that hit for him to come back, get him in the playoffs. I thought that was uh, wildly impressive. And then uh, you know I, I put O'Connell third. I liked uh, I liked what he did. I, I think it was a you know fantastic. Uh, what he what he was done what he did with Kirk you know again we're we're reading the regular season yeah uh, was a tremendous you know tremendous job so and he he, uh, he laughed he said well he goes I was I was just talking to someone and I talked to him while he was at the Super Bowl unfortunately for him he had to be on he had to be there in person when Kirk was singing uh, I said uh, can I, I said I, I didn't I didn't watch that show but I said someone said I spread the I saw the Twitter clips yep. and I said, I, I can't unhear Kirk singing. I'm sorry. And then, then they sent me the other two guys that sang and I'm like, wow, bring, bring back the comedians. I'd rather have the comedian than the singer hosting the thing. Kirk did better um, than those guys. But uh, O'Connell said, he goes, yeah, I was just talking to someone. And he goes, uh, that uh, Shanahan, he goes, I, if Shanahan got it, I wouldn't have been upset. You know, it's because he's like, in other words, he kind of thought Shanahan was the, might've been the guy that deserved it. So. Yeah, does uh, uh, O'Connell get more votes if the Vikings win a playoff game? No, because we vote before the playoffs. Oh, that's right. You're right. God dang it. I'm not doing good today. Mark's going to be doing this all by himself next week. Uh, what uh, uh, was uh no-brainer for Justin Jefferson, Offense Player of the Year? Yeah, I mean, typically that's the – that's the, you got the MV, most valuable quarterback, and then you have uh, the other positions. Uh you know, it, for me, it was he was I, he was my you know offensive player of the year. He was actually my number three for MVP, and like I was telling O'Connell, uh, he to me he it was like the perfect storm for a receiver to find because a receiver a kicker has won MVP before, but a receiver has never won MVP. Mm-hmm. And I, it, you know, it's a case where like even when uh, Calvin Johnson set the record with you know nineteen hundred and. 70 some yards or whatever it was that was like a four win team so he wasn't going to get mvp um just like jared allen when he has 20 22 sacks um you know he was on a losing team in 2011 he, he almost won defensive player of the year yeah came within seven votes so you, you, know, you gotta the winning uh, helps yes uh but 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 up until that packers game i i justin jefferson to me had a legitimate chance to be mvp because they were they were winning close games, so everything he did mattered. You know, eleven and zero in one score games. It, you know, he was right there. He was, he was important. He had the numbers. He was heading toward two thousand yards. If he gets two thousand yards and they they get the number one seed, Justin Jefferson wins MVP. But then they go to they go to Green Bay and they ignore uh, all the coaches and all the trainers and uh, and the equipment guys and they put those shoes on and they slide all over the place. They get killed. And that knocked, you know, O'Connell out of Coach of the Year, and I think that knocked Jefferson out of MVP. But as far as that offensive player of the year, he was my number one uh, follow-up. I had Jalen Hurts number two, and then uh, I thought maybe Travis Kelsey might have a chance to to jump yeah. Jefferson. But I think it was such a magical year for Jefferson that he had to win one of the major awards. Well, it's good that he did. It's uh, it's some solace on a season that uh, ended quickly for Minnesota, but. Uh, um, They'll uh, got the off season now to try to saddle back up and get her done next year, just like J- J- Jared Allen will. He'll saddle up and try to do some curling and do and win an award. So anyway, um, well, 
other than that, Mark owes me another beer. I have to mention that since I did pick Kansas City and he picked uh, 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 Philadelphia, and he can check last week's. It, it's still online, Mark. It's just a few clicks, and you can go and just listen to the whole thing. We, we talked about it at the end, and, and I did pick Kansas City to win. So. Oh, I know you did. After I picked Philadelphia. Two Mankato beers. Okay. Um, anyway, that's all we got for this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Mark, thank you. Uh, Mike Waldem, uh, producer behind the scenes, thanks a lot. Joe, Joe Johnson, thank you for putting us here. And uh, we'll be back next week. I think, you know, it'll, I might not be here. It'll just be Mark, you know, asking the questions and answering them. So you guys like Randy. tune in for that. Like Randy did. I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to answer. Absolutely. That's the way it goes. That's that. Yeah. We get him on the broadcast and he can do that. So anyway, come on back next week. And we'll, we'll, we'll chat some more and see what the Vikings are up to as they uh, dive in the off season. Appreciate y'all checking us out until then. Skull. Skull.